You're listening to a podcast from Victory. Jesus is the complete representation of God's wisdom. Learn more about this truth in week one of Unboxed. We are in the first installment of our series, Unboxed. We will unbox or unravel the different attributes of who God is. And when we discover who God is and who He is, eventually it will influence the way we live our lives. Remember this. Who you are today is the byproduct of your understanding of God. The more you get to know God in a deeper manner, the more that you will have a better understanding of your life and God's plan for your life. Our goal is for our people or for all of you to have a greater insight of the titles given to the promised Messiah, resulting in gratitude, worship, and a deeper walk with God. God has different names, and that is what we will talk about in the coming weeks. Thus, one of the things that we will talk about is Wonderful Counselor, a lot of us are familiar with this. The verse that we are about to read this, uh, this, this morning is the message of God to His people through the prophet Isaiah. Say the word Isaiah. Isaiah. A time where it was bleak, gloomy, and uh, people are very hopeless to the point that the Bible describes it a place of deep darkness and the land was a shadow of death. People are so discouraged and are really depressed of the present condition that they're in. So the question we need to ask ourselves, how did all of this darkness came to be? What happened? Why there was darkness, there was depression, there was discouragement, and people are really suffering? Because in the book of Genesis, and I hope that you, you will bear with me, and I, uh, as we journey with you, we have a little bit of church history, but I promise you this is going to be quick. In order for you to fully appreciate the present, you need to look back on what took place in the past. Am I correct? And a lot of us here, okay, uh, at times you don't appreciate a specific event because you don't see where it came from and how it has evolved. And thus, this is important so that you can really appreciate and thank God and worship God on how He has been so good to us and how He has carried His perfect plan. Uh, I want to sidestep a bit. Some of you here, you arrived a year or two years, three years ago uh, where victory is like this. But I, I, I arrived roughly about 22 years in victory where our uh, number one concern and our prayer request was to have an AC system, an air conditioning system. We can't afford then to have a, a window-type aircon. And every time I would come here and look at the whole uh, uh, really um, uh, interior of this facility, I can't help but marvel at the goodness of God. Amen. When I was young, I was one of the campus ministers and, and students of victory. My only dream and my desire on my birthday was to go to Starbucks. That's the only thing. But now, it, 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 it's just part of, of, of our routines. That was... Uh, what took place in the past does, I for, uh, I'm, I'm forever grateful that the Lord has taken us this far. And this is something that we need to look uh, a closer look into. In the book of Genesis, mankind sinned and promised that a Savior will come from the offspr uh, offspring of the woman. In, in verse 15 of uh, chapter 3 of the book of Genesis, I will put enmity between you and the woman. There was already a message that a woman, okay, will bear a child, and between your offspring and her, he shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. And, and the tone of this passage is that there was a woman that, that will bear, okay, a son. The Savior from the line of, of that woman and Abraham will be great and will be a blessing to the nations of all families on earth. It was validated in the book of Genesis well. Uh, chapter 12, verse 2 to 3, and I will make you a great nation and I will bless you and make your name great so that you'll be a blessing. 
I will bless those who bless you and him who dishonors you. I will curse and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. It was the message of God to Abraham that you will, you will go far and, and, and you will expand your, your, your influence. Thus, part of God's plan to bring in okay, the Savior of the Lord, the King of the, uh, the world, is through this what plan uh, through the lineage of Abraham. And the Savior will not just be a blessing, but will be what? A king. It's written in the same uh, book. No longer shall uh, your name be called Abraham, but your name shall be Abraham. For I have made you the father of a multitude of nations. I will make you exceedingly fruitful, and I will make you into nations. And kings, see the word kings, shall come from you. So the picture right here is that God was already giving you a what? An overview of His perfect plan. Isn't it amazing that God's love for us was not just uh, his idea that took place abruptly, but God has planned out long before that he loves man so much that he, he, he thought of it okay, in an elaborate manner. How many of you here appreciate that when somebody loves you, he prepares with? It wasn't just a recycled Christmas gift. You know what I mean by a recycled Christmas gift? Okay? That somebody gave you a gift and, and you don't like it and you wrap it again and give it to someone? And, and, and we are like that at times. But God wasn't like that. He doesn't recycle things. He planned out. He thought of it. He, he has a system that goes with it. He will handpick people just to show you that for me to tell you how much I love you, I will try to work on it from the very beginning. So if you're here right now and, and you're telling me God doesn't love me, I want you to check the Bible. Because if you look at the Bible, it wasn't just great stories. It was a story of your redemption from the very beginning. Amen. The Savior King would be ruling and bringing the justice of God. In Numbers chapter 24, verse 17, another prophecy. I see Him, but not now. I behold Him, but not near. A star, okay? Say star. More than the mega star, the star for all season, okay? The diamond star, okay? More than all the stars, okay? A star shall come out of Jacob, and a scepter shall rise out of Israel. God gave mankind an idea that His Savior will be great. There was also Joshua, who's also great, whose name means the Lord save. Uh, Joshua conquered lands of God, uh, for God's people. And, and it, he was great, but not that great. There was somebody, okay, that the Lord has prepared. This Savior King and this great mighty warrior will be from the line of David. And this is really uh, validated in 2 Samuel chapter 7, 7, verse 16. And your house and your kingdom shall be made Sure, forever before me. Your throne shall be established forever. Say the word forever. They're more than just that God will give us somebody that will bless us, that God will give us a mighty warrior, God will give us a savior, king, and somebody, okay, who has, okay, a degree of leadership and rulership that his kingdom will last forever. Say the word forever. And I, I, I know that you're familiar with King David. Say the word David. People love David. He was a king who loved God, a man after God's own heart. And won many battles. Okay? God's people united because of King David. David wasn't, in fact, the eternal king. But a lot of people are expecting someone who is like David. They would, they would me- be mesmerized and, and, and really be appalled with the, the leadership of David. But there is somebody whose kingdom will not end. And, and people thought it was David. People thought it was King Solomon. His son Solomon came... He wasn't a military man, but he was wise. He made the kingdom prosperous, and he built God's temple. Because David was not allowed by God to what? To build a temple because his 
uh, hands are full of blood. People worship and enjoyed God's presence. Israel was at the height, the pinnacle of its power. Solomon, despite of his wisdom, okay, he was tempted. In fact, he, he uh, intermarried and had 700 wives. Okay? And 300 concubines. The Greek word for concubines is concubines. Okay? <laughs> Kidding. This act of disobedience to God consequently opened him to worship other gods. In order for him to affiliate himself with other women, he has to embrace their culture. This is where it all began. Again, just like what I mentioned, God uh, blessed them with kings and leaders, but they're limited. Okay? They failed. And it was the start of Israel's downfall. And ladies and gentlemen, at the end of the day, we can think of devices on how to go about life and think of ways how to fix life. And we can just defer back to a lot of things, a lot of solutions. But at the end of the day, if you don't have Christ, everything will fall apart. This is not just my message because I just would want to invite you into a religion. No, I'm telling you right now. If you're telling me, Pastor, you don't understand me. You don't understand me. Okay, I was exposed into a lot of vices okay, at the age of 12. I, I know that. And I'm not here to brag about it. I'm not here para ipagmayabang yung mga bagay na ito. But I know some of you here, and you know, that the back of your mind is saying, I mean, I just want to be here to, to just go through the routine. This is not an accident why you're here, because from the very beginning, God has been knocking at the door of your heart. You know that. And it's something that you cannot nullify, you can run away from. And if you choose not to accept God and invite God in your life, God will what? God will constantly pursue you. And if you decline from the invitation of God, He will never stop, okay, looking for you. It is important that we do understand that people of long ago has done everything to fix their situation. So if you're here right now and you're busy fixing your situation, you will end up depressed because there's no other antidote, no solution than Christ himself. This is why when uh, Solomon okay, uh, affiliated himself with other kingdoms and other women who doesn't worship the God of Israel, this is what happened. Israel was divided into okay, two parts. Okay? After Solomon died, the kingdom was divided into two. Israel, the northern kingdom, and Judah, the southern kingdom. Kings came and go, but it was a downward roller coaster ride from that point on. People continued to sin. They betrayed God, worship, idols. They were into witchcraft. Some even were sacrificing their own children for gods. So there was no God in Israel because the Bible says, I think in the book of Judges, that people okay, did everything okay, that they think is right. It is according to their standards and not to the standards of God. And I don't know if you're familiar that nowadays, okay, we can relate that people will have their own standards, their own uh, manner of doing things. At the end of the day, you don't what? You cannot trust yourself because left to your own devices, you will do the things that is what? That is dishonoring before God. All of us, ladies and gentlemen, we have one standard and that is what honors God. Amen. What pleases God. You don't have to be a 10-year-old Christian or a 5-year-old Christian or a 1-year-old Christian. Even after uh, three months of your relationship with God, the only thing that sets you apart from your life before and your life right now is the question, does it please God? 
Tanungin mo yung sarili mo. Every time you, 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 you make a decision, even though the motive is good, tama naman po yung motibo natin, but you have to ask yourself, does it really please God? Pastor, you don't understand. Does it please God? Pastor, you know, I, 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 I have been, I've been looking for someone to love. Does it please God? Because after all, at the end of the day, we're good in justifying things. Okay? We don't need a master's degree to reason with ourselves. We're good at it. I'm telling you right now. You're so good at it that there's no other way to arrest yourself and your decisions but by asking yourself, does it make God happy? And because of that, people continue to sin. They betrayed God. And thus, God has to hand them over to the people of Assyria. Okay? And this was a time of Isaiah. God spoke to his people through Isaiah that he had two messages, judgment for the people's sin and sins and the hope that God will bring uh, in the coming king because of this condition that they're in. They're no longer uh, on their own. They were subjected to uh, the invaders. Thus, Assyria was the one who uh, took control of the nation of Israel. And on the other side, Judah was under the rulership of Babylon. The division was Israel was under Assyria and Judah was under Babylon. And they, okay, just like any of us, when our back is up against the wall and we're oppressed by people, and I know uh, you hear stories on how the, the, the Spaniards and the Japanese came to the Philippines. When, you're, when, you're, when your back is up against the wall and you're, you're oppressed by people okay, that are far greater than you, what do you usually do? You cry out. How many of you here are like that? That you have to wait for you to have cancer to cry out. That you need to be in trouble to call on God. Human as we are, that is our makeup. That is who we are. That's, that's how we go about life. They cried and asked for a savior and a king. But what they have at the back of their thoughts is that I want somebody to save us similar to David and Solomon. Somebody who is a warring king. Somebody who is from the political line. And this is where the disconnect is. You have already an impression and the kind of person that you are expecting to be. But Jesus' ways are different from our ways. Am I correct? God's ways are different from our ways. So if you look at this and the, the whole story of man's redemption on how God began and how God has unraveled his solution, God has a brilliant idea. I will uncover, okay, why it's brilliant. Speaking of brilliant ideas, and I believe what God did here was brilliant. Your salvation was brilliant. Haven't you noticed there was no uh, system and program that can arrest my human heart? I mean, I was addicted to something. But after uh, I, I, was re I recovered from it, I was addicted to another thing. Do you understand? Only in Christ that you are forever liberated. I just can't help but be reminded of a brilliant idea. I don't know if you're familiar on Christmas Day that there was this uh, product engineer of 3M. You're familiar with 3M? Okay? The brand 3M. And, and he was also a, a, a church singer, part of the choir. And he wants to put a mark on, on, on his hymnals. And he doesn't have any other way to do it but to cut pieces of paper. Thus, at that day, 1973, Post-It was invented by this guy. Do you understand? It was a brilliant idea. But I realize an idea is as good when there's a problem. Do you understand? And if you're a business person, you love problems because you're looking for opportunities to earn from it. Am I correct? And I find it brilliant for business people and inventors to find a way that more than just 
the problem that there is always a solution. And, and a lot of us here, a majority of us can think of it. And people like inventors or Bill Gates and Steve Jobs would think of opportunities. And, and I realized God was the best inventor out there or, or the best person available to humankind that at the very moment where we're crying out for a Savior, He thought of it long before. So I want to tell you right here in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. I want to read here. For to us a child is, to us a son is, and the government shall be upon his, and his name shall be called Mighty God, Everlasting Father. We just bow our heads and close our eyes. Heavenly Father, thank you for this opportunity that we can just come to you and approach you, that you... Lord, uncover, Lord God, what has been preventing us from seeing who you are. I pray that your nature and your attributes, Lord God, will change the way we look at life. Will change the way we trust you, Lord God. That our faith will increase and our reliance in your perfect plan, Lord God, will be the only thing that will consume us. Thank you for this morning. Indeed, your presence is in our midst. And Holy Spirit, I ask that you speak into the hearts of each and every one of us in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. So this was from the book of Isaiah. And in fact, interestingly, I realized that the book of Isaiah means Yahweh saves. Okay? So I want to bring you right here that indeed for us a child is born and a son is given. In fact, the first line speaks of God's what? God's humanity and God's deity. That God is 100% man and 100% God. Amen? That is who God is. He's 100% man and 100% God. And the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. The word Wonderful Counselor, Hebrew meaning, which means full of signs, wonderful, counselor full of wisdom and direction. So this is not just about somebody's wonders and somebody's attributes that we're familiar of, because we think every time we hear the word wonderful, is that he's just wonderful. Okay? It's just more than having the looks and the image that he is full of signs, wonders, and he's, he's marvelous and miraculous. And, and nobody here in this room is wonderful, am I correct? I mean, somebody will tell you you're wonderful. Yes, probably as a cliche, but I hope you do understand that the real meaning of this is associated with the nature of God, full of signs and wonders. Wonderful literally is full of signs and wonders. This means that a king savior is a miracle himself. How many of you here can testify that your conversion, coming from where you are to where you are right now, nagbago ang buhay mo, okay, is a miracle? Your relatives are amazed. What happened to you? Are you taking drugs? You're changed. How many of you here, even you as an individual, is surprised that you are changed with the way you talk, the way you, the way you process things, the way you interact with people? You're changed. The way you handle your finances, the way you relate with the opposite sex, the way you treat your wife. You're transformed. You can't even explain it. Why? Because that's the power of God. And it's a miracle for a human heart to be transformed. Can you think of any system or program that can change a human heart? I've been dealing people that comes in and out of uh, a rehab and they're saying that, yes, I'm sober for six months, but I don't know if this, if this will last. Some will be liberated from drug addiction, but, but, but they will be hooked in gambling. Because you're trying to fix what is external. You're trying to fix the behavior, but not the root cause of it. This is why if you are trusting, believing, and are asking God for a miracle, this is the time. How many of you here are in need of a miracle right now? 
whether it's mental, physical, or financial. God can intervene, but the more you get to know who God is, the more that your faith will develop. You can pray all you can, but if you're not reading your Bible and you don't know who God is, forget it. Prayers are not just what are not formulas that you author and you repeat because somebody is telling you to do so. That's not what prayer is. The power of our prayers is always dependent on our relationship with God. The more you get to know God, the more that you will see the power of your prayers. This is why this is so important. And, and, and I realize that I can say what a miracle is and, and what was provided, and I can fully appreciate what was given because it was provided at the very hour where I needed it the most. If I'm drowning and I'm gasping for, for air, somebody would, would give you a check of one million pesos. I, I don't think you'll, you'll take advantage of that. You need a what? You, you need somebody to help you. Do you understand? That's not what you need. Isn't it amazing that more than just uh, really what we need and, and, and the person that we need to marry and, and, and the things that we want to acquire in life, God knew that you needed a Savior. He can give you what you want, but that's only momentary. And this is the beauty of, of why we can thank God that in the, in the nick of time, we're asking for something, and though at times we can understand, Lord, I need money now. I don't need your salvation. But God knows what He's up to. I, I just need to say this. Some of us, we feel bad that every time we pray, God doesn't answer our prayers. There are times that God doesn't answer our prayers because He wants you to understand that His number one goal is not just to answer your prayers, but to answer His will. He doesn't answer your prayer, but He will answer His will in your life. So if you're praying for a husband and God doesn't give you one, how many of you here, after two, three years, you're thankful? Salamat, Panginoon. Buti na lang, hindi mo binigay lahat ng kagustuhan ko. How many of you are thankful that God did not provide whatever you want? Because He knows that it will, it will cause a dent in your relationship with Him. This is why I'm thankful for God that in the nick of time, I need a lot of things, but He provided someone that can change my heart. And when that's provided, you're forever changed. And that is why when, when, when you're in need of money and somebody blesses you with money, you're forever grateful and thankful. Am I correct? You can help but jump up and down and say, Salamat. It came right at the very hour. And you can sing, Gloria. You can sing because you're thankful. And the Bible says, of the increase of His government and of peace, there will be no end. So therefore, this is not King David. This is not King Solomon. This is not the king that they want for themselves. Because all the kings in the world has failed. And how many of you here will and can agree with me that everything that we turn to without Christ will fail? This is what, what happened to the nation of Israel. It failed. The people who walk in darkness, let me say, say that once again, it failed. Because this is what I need to read. On the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness for the time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. So he came in. And his government will not end and it, would, it will not be limited. Thus, it has been validated. In Isaiah chapter 9 verse 2 says that 
the Savior King will come in time of darkness. And this is what it says. The people who walk in darkness have seen a great light. Before verse 6, this was provided. That God will send someone, a child and a son. Because of the condition that we're in, that we are in deep darkness. But the promise, the people who walk in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them has light shone. So when the Savior King came, He is wonderful. Say the word wonderful. And we can say, He's miraculous. And we can say, He's he's marvelous. You know why? Because God knew what He's up to. How many of you here, you're thankful that God knows everything? That though we don't understand, He's in control. I'm glad that He knows what He's up to. I'm glad that He's in control. I'm glad that, that, that at times we don't understand. And before we came to know the Lord, do I really need a Savior? Lord, just provide for what I want. But God is simply saying, that is momentary. That is temporary. I will plan out something that you might not understand. And if you're here right now, you've been a Christian for about a month. You don't understand things. Hang on. You don't know probably a lot of his things, but I, I am sure and I'm highly convinced as long as God knows, everything will work out fine. He came as the greatest miracle that humanity needs. Man was living in the darkest moment of his life. Thus, he needed a Savior King who will shed light. In fact, John also described him to be what? The light of men. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in darkness. And some of us here are struggling. And I'm telling you right now, if you're living in the dark, or a portion of your body, okay, is in the dark, and you're embarrassed, Lord, do I have to tell this to a brother? Do I have to confess this to a pastor? This is not because I'm telling you to do so. Because remember this, look up here for a while. Anything that lives in the dark, has the power to control you. The light of God has to shine abruptly and it has to surprise you. How many of you here, you have stock rooms at home? Some probably. May stock room po kayo sa bahay where you put your things. I have this stock room at home where I put 